You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, so welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We are... The good side, the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. I'm a different side. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to say your side. I think they've claimed you by now, though. We're the better side. Am I? Okay. I'm, I'm we've, crossed the line. We've adopted you. Yeah, yeah you're adopted. adopted. I'm Scotty Bourbon. <laughs> so we are recording at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy on the back roads of Franklin County, Indiana, where we secretly and ceremoniously record the podcast. So before we get started, how's Table 12 doing? Up early. The juices are flowing. There you go. So I'm just going to put this, I'm throwing this challenge out there to any of our listeners as far as Christmas decorations. <laughs> Unless you rent a 40 foot aerial lift to put up decorations, you ain't got shit on the gardeners. <laughs> so before Halloween. Be and put them up before hey, Halloween. Before yes. Halloween. So you get deductions for that, but you know. Hey, it was warm out. True. I was true. not freezing my ass off. Yeah, that's them true. Up. So how's everybody last couple of weeks been? It's been we haven't sat down to record a podcast for a few weeks. We've seen each other but been a little crazy. It's just been busy. We're all I think we all have yep. way too much going on. Yep, been yep. busy. I got something going on every night this week. This is the only night I could fit it in. I, yeah, I trust me, I know. How about you, Mike? And it's school night again. Crazy school busy. night again. Yeah, it's a Wednesday tonight, so we've done Tuesdays and Wednesdays here lately. Last week, I went to Vegas. So, nice. So. Wait a minute. Week, you weren't four. working hard that week. Well, no. Technically, it was work. It was work. <laughs> I had to go to the U2 concert. It was tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you rattle them home afterwards? I did, but I'll tell you what. The Sphere, I highly recommend going to cool it was the best concert i've ever been yeah to. he showed me videos of that that's fantastic it's nice amazing nice scotty what you been up to uh, last week i went to salt lake city uh for work it, it was nice out there while i was out there i thought what, maybe you were trying out for the mormon tabernacle choir <laughs> no, no not this time <laughs> <laughs> and just busy working around the house this week cool yeah, we got 70-degree weather trying to get all the honey-do list stuff done yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. And exactly. this time next week, the load's going to be 25. So yeah. we're going for the big swing. I've been swamped, too. Of course, we've been open <clears throat> late on the weekends down at the shop because of the Haunted Village and Haunted Train. And so we closed at 10 <coughs> o'clock on uh, Friday night, and uh, closed at 11 o'clock Saturday night. That's when the last person walked out the store. So I'm still wore out from that, and it's Wednesday, and it starts all up again. Actually, we open up tomorrow because the autumn train, the fall foliage train, is coming in town. So, And then Friday night, we've got uh, the Haunted Village and as well as the uh, open mic night down at the Opry Barn. And then Saturday's the Haunted Village and train Trick again. or treat. Trick or treats on Saturday. There'll be a lot of people there. in town that night. 
Yes. Hopefully, Mother Nature holds off. I, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. It's going to be fine. Doesn't not going to rain until Sunday. So we'll see if I if I've got it down or the fake meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the the lie about decongestion antihistamines. See. CVS is listening so, to that podcast. So what happened since then? Yeah, they pulled that. Yeah, yeah. CVS just pulled yeah. all those off the shelf. And I first thing I thought of was Jeff. It's it's we can thank Jeff Montag yeah. the word for that. They yeah. voluntarily did it. It wasn't like our FDA has told them that they yeah. need to do yeah. it yet, though. Yeah, they'll never do that. No, it's all money. Somebody's looking for money. Yeah. Well, I just you wonder how many. How many on the FDA are getting their cut of, exactly. of those drugs still? Exactly. Which should never happen, but no. So, um, a little errors in emissions. So, it's actually clarification. So, uh, this uh, past week or last week was a 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's album, The Dark Side of the Moon. Wow. <clears throat> so, we talked about The Dark Side of the Moon a little bit. And, uh, you know, that there's a dark side and there's, you know plenty of movies about what might be on the dark side blah 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 but do you know there's really not a perpetual dark side of the moon so oh yeah because it's we're, it's rotating too also correct well uh, it, ro- it wrote it's locked in rotation with the earth we have a tidal lock between the moon so what that's done is we always see the same side of the moon right but the same side of the moon only is light for 15 hours 15 days in a row so every 15 days the the, the back side of the moon's got the sunlight you just don't realize uh, so, so yeah so think about when you have a solar eclipse the sun is shining on the on that side of it side yeah. of right, right. Well, even when you look up and you only see a quarter of the moon right. So when it flips, that's when I can see the the, the landing from when we were on yeah. the moon, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what what you know the uh, the country that just landed up there, the big their big deal was they landed on the dark side of the moon, which right. they did. And what that does is gives gives them fifteen days of daylight on the moon. They landed on the last day of what was the dark side. Dark side. And oh, then it moved yeah. into the daylight. So Makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty neat stuff. Anybody want to guess what the temperatures on the day, daytime temperatures on the moon are? I have no idea. Well, we'll, we'll Would pick. it be different on the dark side? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I bet. Sure. yeah. Absolutely. So at the, at the lunar equator, the daytime temperatures are around 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy oh, crap. So that big pack that astronauts wear on the moon... That's not just cool, oxygen. Cool. That's Air cooling as well. Yeah. Yeah. Want to guess what the dark side nighttime temperatures are? That's below zero. Well, minus 100? Zero. Zero. Guess. Minus 208 Fahrenheit. 208. Wow. 400 degree swing. That's yeah. pretty good. Now the poles, the north and south lunar poles, are even colder than that. So the lunar poles do not don't get see any. The sun is often. Yeah. No, they don't get any direct sunlight. Wow. Uh, so that there's. What's cool is what they're saying when you're at the lunar poles, there's no direct sunlight. So the way shadows are thrown is just uh, apparently really visually messes with you because it's not huh. what you would think. Because we, huh. we're used to seeing shadows right. um, you know, from sunlight. And so Pretty cool stuff. So there is no real perpetual dark side of the moon. There's a far side of the moon. So I picked this up. Neil Tyson DeGrasse, the physicist, 
Right. So he's what he said is ever since Pink Floyd came up with that album, Dark Side of the Moon, he's had to disprove the fact that there is no real Dark Side of the Moon. Right. So even news agencies, when the last country landed up there, you know, embellished the fact that they were on the dark side of the moon. Well, that's only for a day. Yeah. So, little, little something different. So, <clears throat> dark side of the moon sounds better than partially shaded for 15 days side of the moon. <laughs> well, far side of the moon. How about far side of the moon? It don't sound as cool, though. True, <clears throat> true. Dark side of the moon has In that. fact, the Transformers, they had a movie, Dark Side of the Moon, and that's right. where the aliens all were. They were hiding right. over there. So what they, I mean, they could still be doing that, but they migrate every 15 days. They'd have to yeah. run. <laughs> so I got one pass picks around everybody. Dwayne's already seen it. He's seen it personally. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. Well, you got to be, this is kind of the here's your sign. Um, I'll describe it. We pulled, well, don't let everybody, see, let everybody it, see it first. We'll describe it. Well, as soon as I pulled up tonight, Dodie and I both looked and went, what the hell? You know, because... <laughs> Backside of Alan's house, there's a a porch, a small porch, and an exit door. <laughs> FedEx. So, oh no, look, no you see Amazon. the swoosh there. How many have not followed the sign yet? So here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. What, what the picture is? What Dwayne's talking to? He pulled up, and there's a like five boxes and another package at what we consider our dog door. That's where backside of the house where our dogs can come out. There's a little deck there. What I have on there, because we've had so many issues with deliveries, is a sign that says, please deliver all packages to the side door. Well, and it's not, this isn't something you wrote on a piece of paper. No, this is an official me. sign that I sell yeah, at the a, shop. It's a printed sign. Yeah. It says Amazon, UPS, USPS, FedEx. Please deliver all packages to the side door, which is a covered porch. It's at the step where you got to walk up. I mean, and that's not the easiest step to get to at this house. No, it's, that's the hardest one right there. Yeah. So to compound this, the reason the signs there is, well, I had electronic stuff delivered there, and I didn't even realize it. I'm looking all over for it, and finally now they attach a picture. You look at the picture. Well, I'm laying in bed. It's <clears> pouring <throat> down rain. I'm like, well, shoot, it's at the back door. And then I had one delivered down here just last week during the rain when it rained it's like this is ridiculous so here we go put a sign up and they still can't get it in the right place well we had one just the other day Dodie remind me we ordered a $900 big piece and it's a big heavy box and we were gone for the weekend and I get a message on my phone package has been delivered signed by the the lady and they had a photo I'm like who in the hell there's nobody at the shop that's where I had it delivered to my business and we have a little box if it's a small package they can put it in there and lock it but they delivered it to the lady next door, to what said to a residence and a lady signed for it. So I'm like, crap. So I call my son. Yeah, luckily he's home because I thought, well, they delivered it to the neighbor's house by mistake. So I said, Justin, run up there and see if it's see if there's a package there. So he sends me a photo. Sure enough, this big box is sitting outside by the front door of my building. No one has signed it. So the the whole thing was a lie that the delivery up, yeah. person did. You know, they made up that it was signed for. They didn't take a picture of where it was, or I'd have known that it wasn't at the neighbor's house, and I'd have told him, hey, just go get it and put it in. But it's like it, the incompetence is just – and I guess I don't blame them, though. I'm, I know they're probably so busy and so swamped, and those people that run these rural routes don't make a killing because they're working – they're all subcontractors. They're not Amazon employees, so – 
they're killing themselves trying to deliver and it's a heavy box and he was probably like after he unloaded he went crap i'm just leaving this here yeah it's crazy we i've had stuff left on our side by side left back at the barn i mean and it's, at the road yeah at the road <laughs> It's crazy. Absolutely. I forgot about that. Yeah, you told yeah. us by, by the mailbox. By the like mailbox. They just threw, threw it out on their way by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100 yards from the house. Yeah, 100 yards from the house. It's, uh, I guess uh, here's my sign, I guess. I don't know. So uh, you guys remember about this time last year, some guy in a fishing tournament got busted for yeah. stuffing weights yeah. down the fish yeah. mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read about that. Yeah. Some people just don't learn. Uh-oh. Somebody else. A Mercer County man who was disqualified from an Ohio fishing tournament for putting weights inside the walleyes that he caught is in new trouble. Chase Kaminsky is facing poaching and other charges and accused of taking several antler deer after shooting hours or out of season and mm. without a valid license. Game warden said a 36-year-old man did it over a period of eight years. Last year in September, he was sentenced to 10 days in jail and a year and a half of supervised release for cheating in the fishing contest. He also had to forfeit his $130,000 boat that he had used during the tournament. Mm. Wow, that hurts. It gets better. (laughs) Eight months before that, Kaminsky and his 18-year-old son were charged after being accused of passing fake one hundred dollar bills. Man, he's Jeez. a real winner, ain't he? Yeah. He's just a real yeah. outstanding citizen all That's the way through. Exactly. I want him for a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only I mean, for a short. I time. mean, just. <laughs> Some guys, just, some well, people just don't get it. Yeah, that's just the person that's just never going to learn. It's a character issue. You can't. It is. That There's a character right. issue there for right. sure. And, and he's teaching and his he's kid. Teaching his son. Yeah, teaching his son the same thing. So yep. yeah, and that. I mean that's that's one way it happens. You you see little kids sometimes in the way they act, and the first thought is that kid didn't think of that. That's they're hearing that at home, mom and dad, or right. somebody's teaching them to be that way. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So I got one more thing here. We'll take a break, and I know Dwayne's got some stuff to talk about as well. So how many people know that a bunch of Americans on American bases were injured during drone attacks last week? I. Yeah. I just I, heard about I, that briefly somewhere, but yeah, they I knew there were some attacks. Two dozen, sure what. two yeah, dozen people uh, were wounded. Two dozen Americans were wounded on American bases in Iraq and Syria uh, due to drone attacks on those bases. There are like 13 different attacks, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. one-way yeah. drones. Uh, the U.S. shot down the one-way attack drones, but the debris from one of them destroyed a hangar that contains small aircraft. All the injured personnel have returned to duty. Um, an American civilian contractor died due to a cardiac arrest during the incident, during a shelter-in-place order. But um, attacks came amid rising tensions over the conflict in Israel. So, how does a drone get that close to a military base, and we not get it shot down before then? Yeah, yeah. incompetence. Well, or or is it our stolen technology that's being used against us? I don't know no, if you could consider could it stolen if we've given it to somebody else and it well, gets passed true. on. Well, that's true. I think that's or we just left it somewhere, <laughs> forgot to that's load it. That's probably more like it, and they copied it. Well, no, we well, left. I mean, when we left billions Iraq, of do- Billions of dollars worth left in uh, Afghanistan. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's videos of, the, of some of the Hamas having American weapons. So it's, here, it's a little more detailed, so... Uh, the general and the press secretary said the coalition forces have been attacked at least 10 separate times in Iraq 
and three separate times in Syria in a mix of one-way attack drones and rockets. I mean, once again... Well, in bringing up that, that, that there, and our uh, illustrious leader and chief, whatever, outed, outed a whole, uh, whole a Delta Force. He went for a photo op with the Delta Force, and they didn't, they didn't fuzz out their faces. They left them exposed. So you have the Delta Force. Those gentlemen themselves are now worthless. I mean, they, they're really not going to be able because they're, they're not to be known. Plus, then now their families are in danger Absolutely. because they're known that they are Delta Force. So anybody sees that photo, identifies that person, goes after that, finds that family, and now they're in danger because, you know, the White House wasn't smart enough to – you know, to blur out their faces, just wanted a photo. Of. It's incompetence. Incompetence. Yeah, exactly. And then they say, "Oh, well, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. You, we sorry we ruined your career. Yeah, your career is ruined. Yeah. Not only is your career ruined, but your family now is in danger. Right. And will right. be forever for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous. And it's not like those guys are get, they're millionaires anyway. I mean, they're not. They're paid. I probably will, but not what they should be paid oh, no. for. What not, for not for what they're not doing. Not for what they're doing. Well, so, you know, we could get way deep into this whole mess that we've been watching over the last few weeks, but what scares me has come out of it is th- those guys and their families are more in danger by people in this country yeah. than they are worrying about yep. who might shoot at them over over there yeah, they're not worried about them they're based on what i've seen yeah the crazy stuff i've seen from the people in this country that just don't get it or get it or get it and they're just on that side of the yeah they're on the wrong side field. so the problem is both sides of the aisle are freaking idiots i mean Moron. just just to just today after how many weeks of trying to elect a new speaker like of the house? Weeks. Twenty days. Weeks. Twenty days. Talk about. It. I'm sorry. Incompetence. I mean, it's all and, a shit show, and they don't care about the people. Yep. Us. Well, then the and then from the beginning it was like, oh, we don't want to elect somebody that's far right or whatever, which whatever. And then today, the person that got elected, they're claiming now he's a far right radical extremist because he's he's very religious, and he. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid yeah. you be See, religious. Yeah, that, that's well, part of it, though, is because he's very religious. He's a far-right well, extremist. Sure. That's one of the claims from yeah. it. It's like, just do your damn jobs. Yeah, it's... But I did hear a good a point from somebody said, "Have you had? Have, has anything in your life changed in the last 20 days? Well, that should tell you something. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not... So here's the deal, though, with the government and making decisions. It's not what happens today today right it's, it's what happens months from now that should have been addressed right today now. yes that's right. true that's right it's so. it's uh so you know i don't know how you feel about uh, bobby kennedy jr but one of the things he said that just clicked for me was we are living in bizarro world oh we are there's yeah. no doubt when a politician's attacked because he believes in god there's a problem there right big problem you know yeah. There's a reason our dollar bills and all our coins say in God we trust. I mean, well, even if you don't believe in God, that is one of our freedoms that that was fought for is, is to have your freedom of religion. We fight. It's 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 pushed on us to to allow anything else 
religious wise, but when it's a Christian or you know believing in Christ, it's outlawed or it's 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 evil or bad. Which I mean, I just don't get that part. If we're fighting, it's fighting for all, or you lose yeah. all. You're, yeah, it's none. That's uh, you know, as far as I'm, I don't care if you're black, white, purple, green, and what religion you are. I respect that. That's your choice, and I'm not gonna. You do you. You do you, and right. That's the way this country me, was let built. Let me make my choice and right. leave just, me alone. Right. Don't right. tell. Don't tell me what to do. Just do you. Do you. I do me, and we're all good. So with being all good, we're gonna take a break, fill up our glasses, and um, I think you got some stuff. I I, I got, got enough topics for about ten podcasts here. So I got a couple. Things. We'll, we'll, we'll let you spin a couple all right. next on Cross the Line. Fifteen. Fact check this. Twenty-four. <laughs> we will. No, that'll we be, will. The, that'll be next the next episode. podcast. <laughs> well, it's that time. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. They've got some special events coming up. Mark your calendars now for Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. You're going to get to meet Alan Henderson in person. Former Indiana University basketball star, former NBA star, now has his own line of spirits, Tom Bullock's. He's got Tom Bullock's Burn Orange Bourbon and Tom Bullock's Old Tom Gin with Sweet Lime. That's right. He's going to be live in person at Batesville Liquor Co. on Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. And across the line, 1524 crew will be there as well to do an interview going to be a great time also in november november 10th it's a friday night it's batesville ladies night at batesville liquor co from five to seven ladies you don't want to miss it at tebby liquors in brookville indiana for the rest of the year they've got bucket drop gift sets that's right gift sets you know it's bucket drops got a little bit of everything you need there they've got gift sets of allocated store pick bourbons you enter your name in person, uh, and they get a chance to win a gift set. Can't beat that. It includes Blanton's, Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, the good stuff. Both stores will have Small Business Saturday. That's on November 25th in both Batesville and Brookville, Indiana. They will have Buffalo Trace on that day. That's right, Buffalo Trace, while supplies last, limit one per person. That's what's happening the rest of the year at one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Stop out, say hi to them, grab some great liquors, beers, wines, you name it, they've got it, and tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sent you. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags, or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because you know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses along with fishing licenses. That's right, Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, 
you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky, only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it, on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. And we were talking actually about somebody... Uh, an establishment we go to actually bringing in the bourbon that we suggested that's right it's yellowstone so we've been going to eight top um eight top grill and our bar and restaurant in uh dover indiana um we've been on them uh, since they yeah. opened the door yeah because we walk in and they go what's your bourbon and what's your what's your favorite pet peeve Alan, when you ask for bourbon and they say jack daniels <laughs> So their uh, bourbons, they did have a couple. They had four roses and Woodford, Woodford and Makers. And makers. makers. Yeah. So they, I mean, they had a couple, but they didn't have Yellowstone. So every time Jeff and I or and and or Alan and whoever was there, we were like, you know, when are you gonna get Yellowstone? When are you gonna get Yellowstone? So we made it a point. Jeff and I and Robin Doty were over there the last time we were there that we had decided we were gonna tag them every time Yellowstone posted something. I was gonna tag <laughs> Eight Top in the. In the um, in the ad, to kind of to remind her, because she finally told me, she says, "Just text me, remind me." Well, before I could tag her for the next ad, she texted me, "There's a bottle be here Thursday," and I was like, "All right, finally." So, Jeff and we were supposed to, we were all trying to be there. We ended up just being Jeff and Robin and Mike, Mike and, Terry. and Terry. So I get, we, we get start getting texts from Mike and uh, Jeff, and they were consuming the bottle fairly quickly. Well. Yeah, it wasn't open. It wasn't open before. Yeah, we got it was there. freshly open. Yeah. The final photo was a bottle with about two fingers, two maybe. fingers, two fingers, maybe fingers left, left on the bottle. And uh, so they were they were feeling no pain. And this was Friday before old man's breakfast. So they showed up. But that Saturday morning, I was at my grandson's football game, and Mandy's son plays football also. So I see her down the down the row, and I sneak down to her, and I go, "So, Mandy." When you get in the Yellowstone, she goes, "Oh my God, she, there was this guy. There, the beer bartender brought me the bottle, and it's almost empty." And I go, "Is Dwayne and Dodie out there?" And she's like, "No." And they're like, "Oh my God, they're not even getting any of this Yellowstone." And I got this bottle. <laughs> I said, "Don't worry, Mandy. That's part of our crew that's traveling. That's drinking all your Yellowstone." So, yeah, the text messages kept just kept coming. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I got, we got some. I told Bev, I said. Let's go down to Metamora. You help Mary run the store, and then I'll, Alan and I will run the store. But, but that she, she said Jeff ain't going to make it that long. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell you what, me and Mike were seriously thinking about finishing that we, bottle. We I think you should have just killed it. You should have just thrown that top, top away, and you could have brought that bottle to Old Man's Breakfast, just slammed it on slammed the table. table. Where were said, you at, Dwayne? Yeah, where were you at? Yeah. Well, I told you where I was. About the time the yeah. last text come, I got a bath from my grandson that stomach wasn't feeling so good, so... Uh, we can. Oh, sorry about your luck. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Clean up on aisle nine. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of drinks, what are you guys drinking? Oh, we. Well, we did we we didn't mention our tasting, did we? No. No, we didn't. We we might have to do it again. <laughs> so Jeff brought <laughs> Jeff brought a, uh, a birthday gift that he received. Yeah, this is one of my birthday presents from my children. It was a, a, a bottle of Jefferson's Reserve Twin Oak. Very rare. Called. and it's very good very good very smooth yep it's not and as I, woody as i thought it would be but, yeah. but i had the smoky i, I, I get the, the smoky, smoky flavor yeah, but not bad because i don't right i don't like that a lot but this was just enough um to be good very smooth it's like yeah, 90 very. 90 proof 90 proof yep. yeah yep. so it's very good very good bourbon since then i've got a minor case on the rocks i've been sipping on can't That's go always, wrong with that. Can't go wrong there, yeah. Stephen Beam just got back in the country. He's been uh, everywhere. I'd yeah. like to see his air miles so over he, the last. He went from, like, Alaska through, like, Vancouver to Belgium to Italy to uh, Casablanca to, gosh, I can't remember all. And yeah. So you know, the, the things he's gotten to see in the last month. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. You know, that's what, you know – getting acquired by a bigger manufacturer and really being able to spend money on marketing to right. get that their products out there yep. so what that's why he's gone so much that's why fonte's gone so much they're just really you know it's not a regional product anymore no i mean it's international yeah. now so so what you got for us Dwayne? well i got and this is another topic we had talked about and i think i'm gonna take credit for this i said that um when we were talking about ev vehicles and this is the future, and, and I, I've been watching Toyota. I, I, I was a Toyota master mechanic when I started working on cars, so I kind of always follow them, still like Toyota as the product. And they're always innovating. They're always 10 years ahead, I think, of a lot of manufacturers. Most of the Japanese car makers are, but Toyota uh, prophesizes end of electrical vehicles. That was the name of the article. So Toyota, a name synonymous with innovation in the automotive world, has once again made headlines. This time, it's not about EVs, but about a pioneering ammonia-powered engine. Developed in collaboration with a Chinese state-owned manufacturer, GAC Group, this engine might just be the game-changer the industry needs. And you ask, what is an ammonia engine? An ammonia engine is a type of internal combustion engine that uses ammonia as its primary fuel. The beauty of ammonia lies in its composition. One nitrogen atom and three hydrogen atoms with no carbon atoms. What does that mean? When it's burned, there's no release of carbon dioxide, a major greenhouse gas. The potential of such an engine is immense, especially in our collective quest to reduce carbon footprints. And it keeps going on and on, but my first thought to this is this is this is innovating current technology with just a different fuel. This allows you to refuel fast. So traveling wherever, you know, to me, this is still in the hydrogen, but I guess this may, I, and there's not a, a ton of information. And I don't know is ammonia ha, is, 
is ammonia as explosive as hydrogen as far as danger? <coughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah, uh, I read that they could take ammonia and uh, you could transport it easily because it's uh, yeah they do it all the time. They do it all the time. time. Well, so, but it can be converted back to hydrogen and be burned. Right. So, so I wonder if this is part of that so technology. So NH3 ammonia and hydrous ammonia is used worldwide for refrigeration. It's the cheapest, most natural uh, thing Gas. for for uh, as a refrigerant. So all your big freezers and coolers, um, you know, I'm coming from the ice cream industry, so I worked around this stuff. It's got its own dangers, but... The fact of the matter, if it's released into the atmosphere, it is absorbed by the atmosphere. It doesn't. I mean, if you get it in a big burst in a cloud on the ground, it right. can kill people. But from a from a soaking oxygen, general, well, that's true, <laughs> and and that's yeah, and and you know, it's like a lot of things in that in that way, it can be real dangerous. So, it has a very narrow explosive window. So, from a from a parts per billion standpoint, it's very narrow. So it's not generally considered flammable. But if you have a if you have a big warehouse that catches fire, the problem is if you're getting a big release, you can hit that window, right. uh, that vapor window, and it can it can ignite and explode. And that's probably the science they're using to use it for a fuel is right what is that point where can we hit that? kind of like diesel right. fuel diesel fuel isn't doesn't right. flash unless you throw it out in a vapor, vapor. Right. under compression right? right it's a little you know so ammonia it's again it's got a real small window where it'll do that and they're utilizing it so for people that don't know anhydrous ammonia has been used for a century in farming, right? Uh, it's part of the, you knife in and I hydrous after you you plant corn. You drive down the highway and yeah. you look out and you see that white tank sitting out in the middle of that field. That's anhydrous ammonia, yep. and they knife it right into the ground um, for the for the nitrogen more than anything to, right. to get that nitrogen in the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was just an interesting article, and I mean, it's the, the global push towards sustainable energy solutions has led to a surge in EVs. However, Toyota believes in diversity diversifying its approach. The ammonium engine offers a promising alternative, especially when considering its high energy density. This makes it ideal for sectors where energy, energy efficient energy storage and transportation are crucial. So, so it's like Scotty said, um, such as in transportation and power generation. So, you know, we were trying. You know, there was a gentleman, and I, I should have looked his name up, but it just came to my mind. He did the math on how many solar panels, how many acres of solar panels it would take to replace our current at our current energy levels we don't have enough land to, to to put enough solar panels in place to replace what we have so this could be an alternative to for ammonia generators you know if you have right. a big generator right. say, instead of natural gas generators we have an ammonia generator and my wonder is can the can the current natural ja- natural gas Electric stations like Lawrenceburg has a big one down there. Can those be converted then to possibly run on ammonia? I mean, I would. My thought would be it would be changing the fuel system, but if it's running an internal combustion, good chance it be, could be converted over. But again, it's it's you talk about renewable energy is it's pulled from the atmosphere. That's they 
they make ammonia right out of the atmosphere. Right. It's, it's one part nitrogen and three parts hydrogen. Right. <coughs> yep. Yeah, so it's really interesting. I mean, I was just, it was just kind of made me feel good today that podcasts were, they were, I think Toyota was they listening, listening to the podcast. To us. Yep. Do you know? Between CVS, CVS was listening to us. Now Toyota's, Toyota's coming up with, well, to us. did you see that what was in the news today? They uh GM Honda scrap plans to co-develop affordable sub thirty thousand EVs. So they they're put it on pause for right now. And there's the and, and there's a bigger push for hydrogen too. Yeah, and we've the, talked about that over and over here. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the EV is not the answer to our problem. It is a it could be a partial for the right circumstance. An EV is perfect. Depending on what your situation is, where we are out here in the country, it's not ideal. And it's, it's really not ideal any place because if everybody in the city got an EV car, there's not enough electric to charge. Well, yeah, I mean my my for, we were at a well we were at B, B school last year when we were talking about the hotel we're in. Imagine if every hotel well, let's let's take Gatlinburg. Imagine everybody that goes to Gatlinburg on one weekend has to have they all have EVs. There isn't enough power in Tennessee just to keep Gatlinburg alive and to keep everybody's car moving. So, you know, they oh, we'll, we'll build it. How are you going to build it? Where are you going to get the power to 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 create the energy that's needed for all those cars? It's just not possible. So, but it was just interesting. I mean, that was a uh, exciting. I guess development in the world of energy. It if, is. If uh, Bucky's converted all electric, you'd have to stay how long? What hour? Two hours? Three hours? Oh, they'd have to build. That would have to be a two hundred acre complex. They'd have to get a lot more cantaloupe for you. Yeah. The beef Goodness. jerky. They had lots of beef jerky. They do. They do. So they don't make all that. Right. Uh, the stuff that's open, uh, fresh looking, they make. The stuff that's packaged comes from a. Uh, a third-party supplier. Can't imagine it being that good, as so good as yours. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try it. So. I didn't either. Yeah. I haven't found any jerky that's as consistent as Thanger Sugar Shack jerky. That's oh, that, that that's bacon what I, jerky. Well, that's crack. That's that, crack is. in a bag. <laughs> but the regular jerky, I like the consistency because when you get a bag of jerky, you'll get one piece. It's like, oh, man, this is really good. Then the next piece, you need a chisel and a, and a hat. Not or Allen's. Or just but, chew it forever. Yeah, yeah. Or the regular brand, you, you get from good to nasty to maybe good to another good one. Whereas with the Allen's, it's all... You know what you're getting with each piece. You know, it's like those peanuts you get at the ball game, and you like you have like ten, and then you get that, that one that's really, one. Na- oh, oh, yeah. really nasty. And you can't. One. And you and you ran out of beer right when you hit that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's the last peanut. <laughs> so what else you got for us, Dwayne? Well, we're going to go from the scientific to the craziest. I was thinking today about, and I heard something about. Um, the craziest TikTok challenges and things and just stupid things people would do. So I think we ought to throw some in the hat and then like draw one out. We'll just pick a number between one and 20. We'll do that. So pick a number. Scotty, what's your first number? Um, 13. 13. Let's slip down to 13. Somebody's got to remember what's one's being called. Does Scotty have to do this then? Yes. You got to do what you pick. <laughs> I didn't even read this one. So this ridiculous TikTok trend involved teen drive. Oh, the, yeah, I did read this one. This one involved teen drivers swerving all over the road like maniacs in time with the stunts namesake Nantham. Let me start over. 
swerving all over the road like maniacs in time with the stunts namesake dance anthem first released 20 years ago by dj casper aka mr c the slide man so despite the obvious risks the trend has taken TikTok by storm, reportedly causing several near accidents by participants. The cars almost flip. So what they do is, as the song is being played, they swerve in rhythm with the music. So when it says slide, and you got to slide to the next uh, lane, and then you slide back to your lane without looking, that is the challenge. Without looking. Without looking. Yeah. Yeah, you just you do close it. Close your eyes. <laughs> so well, you're driving, is, but you're just doing it with one of those all for clicks. Uh, this is just stupidity. Is stupidity. Exactly. <laughs> there should be breed. <laughs> this is some people <laughs> shouldn't reproduce. Some people shouldn't reproduce. This should be able to take apart, take away your reproductive choices. So that was number thirteen. So, Mike, what's your pick? Six. Six. Let's get to six. There's some of these. It's like what in the flip. All right, number six. I get to the page. Face wax challenge. <laughs> Howard. All right. But Jeff, we're doing this one. We can do oh, Jeff. He's got the most hair. So full facial waxing is the hot new beauty fad with vids of the procedure, collectively amassing millions of views on TikTok. The procedure demonstrated here by Cap Salon Freedom Barbershop in the Netherlands involve taking a patient's face, including their eyes, with gloppy green wax as if casting a mold for the House of Wax horror movie. They even have wax-dipped Q-tips stuck in their noses to extract pesky nasal hairs. When finished, the rogue beautification peels the beauty batter off the subject's face in one piece like a slasher villain mask. And you yell. Yeah. Oh my God. Kelly, what is it? Kelly Clarkson? Is that what it was? What? what? The guy that, yeah, what? Uh, I can't remember his name. He had that wax on his chest and they pull it off his chest. Oh, uh, on her show? On her show? Yeah. 40 year old version oh. of that show. <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve yeah, Carell. Steve Carell. Oh, Terrible boy. names. All right, the word. <laughs> Six and 13 are gone. 17. So I just, I need to go back there. How do you confuse Kelly Clarkson with <laughs> Steve no, Carell? No, he yells when he, he yells when. Uh, he yells Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, something like that. What's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Kerry, yeah. Okay. Honestly, I'm, watch that movie. I need to watch that movie. <laughs> I can't say as I ever watched that movie. Yeah, I, I didn't. Of, so. Instead of saying something else, that's what he yells when they, when they pull the wax off. <laughs> all right this one ain't so bad but it's kind of weird flash mob so, <laughs> moms flash their babies to record excited reaction to boobs in the latest tiktok <laughs> <laughs> once again some people should not be reproducing these moms bided the lockdown in titillating fashion by exposing their breasts to their babies and recording their enticed reactions so that's like pulling a bottle of bourbon out and then putting it away yeah Yeah. 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 that is what that is (laughs) (laughs) called the drop them out challenge these jokester mamas drop them out or pop them out well drop well depends on old (laughs) these jokester mamas post their videos with the wheeler 
Walking Junior's song, Drop Em Out, playing in the background. The country tunes lyrics are particular fitting for this game. Drop Em Out, let's see them. In the 2015 country song goes, going to take a long look at those big old. So behind the camera, the moms bear it all. They're the hungry, breastfed babies filming the excited expressions. <laughs> That's torture. <laughs> at least that, that was not as... I mean, it's not dangerous. It's just a little, yeah, it's torture for the poor little kid. So, Alan. One. We haven't done number one. One. Fairy. Well, this one is sick. All right. Fairy flying. The the TikTok challenge. Let me get to the, flip the page. This, uh, this resurfaced TikTok trend, fairy flying, encourages millions of users to create disturbing videos that remember fa- resemble fake suicide by hanging. Ew. So yeah. the, the photo is you're showing your photo is just to take a picture. You're from the waist down with your toes pointed. Uh, that's, no, that's, yeah, that's and, not funny. No, no I there's mean nothing it, funny about no, that. No, and it's just yeah, just. I don't understand why, how that the kids think it's funny. Just gives yeah. me more reason why I don't do TikTok. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, no there's a reason we don't advertise on TikTok. I'm going to pick mine number two because I read this one. This one is just, it's kind of sick, tasting. I don't know why you would think about it. Scotty Bourbon, was that your phone? I thought I hit it. Uh, it's dark in here. That's $20 in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> or a bottle of bourbon. Uh, NyQuil chicken or sleepy chicken? So what what do you think that would be? The glazed chicken with NyQuil? Oh, I, I heard about this. <laughs> don't know. They don't glaze it. You cook it in You cook NyQuil. it. Yeah, but what happens is there's a chemical reaction when you cook NyQuil, which is very dangerous. Yeah, and that's what the FDA warned against the NyQuil chicken. See, they warned about that, but they didn't. I wonder if they took it off. <laughs> Take this uh, NyQuil, but the NyQuil, the FDA warned against the NyQuil chicken trend TikTok, Dr. TZ Pod. TikTok has given rise to plenty of literal recipes for disaster. Perhaps none are as harebrained as the viral new recipe that involves basting a chicken in the cold and allergy medicine NyQuil. Presumably invented to cure sleepiness and prevent peckishness in one fell swoop, the bird brain... This writer's thinking they're, they're a comedian... The bird brain up. trend has been circulating TikTok for months with viral videos depicting amateur chefs whipping up batches of the alternative medicine. And eclipse people can be seen maintaining a chicken breast in a veritable jacuzzi of the liquid cold remedy, which contains acetaminophen, dextromethorphan, HBR, and doxylamine succinate. That's the one that don't work. Uh, and go figure, the FDA advised against the bird brain creation. <laughs> I wonder how long they had to study that to warn against it. Chicken green, wasn't it? Yeah, some sort of color. But basically it said, yeah, it, can, it concentrates it and can do other things. And then plus it could hurt your lungs. And yeah, you're not supposed to be in. And it's not yeah. going to help your decongestion. <laughs> no, <laughs> your congestion. <laughs> no. It'll put you to sleep for a long time, huh? But there was so many. I mean, there's one DIY vampire fangs, and it was talking people into super gluing Halloween vampire fangs onto their teeth. Oh my god! And then they're trying to figure out how to get them off because they've super glued them on. So now they're on there. You know, you're not going to just pull them off. Um, they had ones about uh, tooth filling, where people were trying to take care of their own fillings. Ew. 
They had another one, and I with what? Uh, well, I can do with? all that here. I mean, I got solder, <laughs> I got drills, <laughs> melt some lead. Melt, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! This was this is the one I read. They they're not doing fillings. They're attempting to fix their uneven smiles by using a nail file to sand their snacks snack slicers down the sides. So basically, if one of your teeth isn't lined up, isn't a perfect line, they're in the mirror taking a nail file and filing their teeth flat. Well, they obviously didn't pay attention to a whole lot of health classes. Your right. your enamel is only so thick. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. They're they're uh, taking off. Too much enamel and then exposing a tooth to root and then you've destroyed a tooth so you've got to go get your tooth fixed so tom just where you know darwin had a point yes <laughs> you know i saw I, I saw a comedian one time he said let's take the warning labels off everything and let darwin sort it out Man. yeah preparation h has a, a warning on it do not take orally who was the first guy who went and with that <laughs> we're across the line 1524 i'm alan stanger with <laughs> jeff monte mike gardner scotty bourbon table 12 <laughs> and we're all headed for the preparation H aisle. <laughs> See you next time. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know, we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.